0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. China Stories. In-depth. China's primary health care on the front line against COVID. By Cui Xiaotian, Xu Wen, Dong Hui, and Kelly Wang. Published by Session Global. Read by Nandini Venkata. When the city of Baicheng in northeast China's Jilin province had a COVID outbreak in April, Wang Li's workday started before dawn. We'd get up at 3 o'clock every day in order to get to the testing spots at 4.30, Wang said. Wang is one of the 40 primary care medical personnel who are responsible for the needs of 30,000 residents. The county-level city often began testing residents for COVID-19 before 7 a.m., to accommodate the schedules of local farmers. In Laiyang, a city of 790,000 people in East China's Shandong province, three staff members fainted this year while conducting nucleic acid tests. That's due to heat stroke or high blood pressure and another suffered shoulder damage severe enough to require surgery after sampling 3,000 people in one stretch. That's according to Zia Hui, a village health centre director. China's primary medical centres have played an integral role in carrying out the country's strict pandemic control measures. But the enormous extra workload has pushed their capacity to provide basic medical services to breaking point. In cities, doctors are being tempted to leave primary care as their salaries and the resources needed to treat patients have shrunk. While in rural areas, insufficient government funding has resulted in poor pay and an in-hospital working environment that has led to a brain drain of good doctors and nurses. The situation has threatened a central government effort to strengthen the grassroots through the health reforms that sought to shift some of the burden of China's overcrowded hospitals by promoting primary care as patients' first stop in the medical system. According to data from the National Health Commission, also known as the NHC, the proportion of patients treated at primary care facilities fell to 50.2% in 2021, decreased by an average of 1% point every year from 59.7% in 2012. That's even though these facilities make up 95% of all medical institutions in China. The village health centre director Zhao was clear about the potential damage facing China's primary care health system amid the pandemic. The official said, if this goes on, the damage to primary medical care will be considerable, long-lasting and virtually irreparable. Brain drain and funding shortages are deep-seated problems for primary care institutions in the country's smaller cities like Liyang. In rural parts of China, insufficient government funding means poor pay and a tough working environment, while in urban communities, egalitarian pay system introduced in the late 2000s has led to large public hospitals to poach capable hands away from primary care. COVID-19 magnifies existing problems. For three years, medical institutions at All levels have had to prioritise COVID-19 pandemic prevention and control work. Primary health care units are designed as the first port of call for the sick, and they have seen funding and manpower shrink as the government has redirected attention to the pandemic. Liang's Health Centre Director Zhao said that when the provincial capital, Jinan, was hit with an outbreak of COVID in April and May, the center's practice was brought to a standstill as all his staff were corralled into conducting polyamorous chain reaction tests. One nurse at the center, Li Min, spent three mornings a week doing COVID-19 tests, taking just two days off a month. In developed cities such as Shanghai, local governments have tried to free the hands of professionals by hiring volunteers with a medical background to conduct PCR tests but by the time the system was tested during an outbreak of COVID-19, the majority of primary health care staff in Hangzhou were involved in pandemic control. A shortage of medical supplies also generated concern as delayed or non-existent funds or subsidies grew in number. Liang Zhu, manager of Community Health Service Centre in Shangluo, a tourist town and transportation hub in northwestern province of Shanxi, said his unit has already lost more than 100,000 yuan on doing nucleic acid tests. Liang said the medical staff who go down to sample must wear protective gear while all the supplies are funded by ourselves. Liang added that his team also pays the cost of gas spent on delivering the samples while waiting for their share to be distributed from the funding allocated to county-level hospitals. Jin Guangsai, a village doctor in Kaifeng in the central province of Henan, said that he has pulled favours with officials for a while. Jin said, no one has money. You can ask them to funnel you funds once or twice, but how can they give you the money every day? The funding shortage has extended to vaccination programmes. A community health service centre in Huangzhou received a subsidy of 10 yuan per vaccine which was, quote, not enough to cover the cost, according to the center's director, Zhou Binfeng. The money issue was compounded by the interruption of regular medical services, resulting in less revenue generation. Meanwhile, delayed medical responses, some due to COVID-19 restrictions, risked causing more grave consequences for vulnerable groups. Beijing and Shanghai have struggled to save critically ill patients while complying with the wide-ranging zero-COVID policy. Delayed treatment resulting in death and public anger accompanied the rise in cases as the metropolises fought strong waves of COVID-19 infections in April and May. At most village health centres, patients with a body temperature higher than 37.2 degrees Celsius will be sent to bigger hospitals. Two hospital directors in southwest China were sentenced to a year in prison for illegally admitting feverish patients in 2020. Additionally, delayed regular physical checkups and suspended clinical practices have created a backlog of people needing treatment. According to Director Zhou, the public health work that had been put aside doesn't mean it doesn't need to be done. Joe said... We will definitely have to make up for it later. Liang has just begun this year's health checkups in June after half a year delay caused by COVID control policies. Li worries that working overtime to catch up could compromise quality or lead to data fabrication in order to meet review targets. Rural health centres struggles, healthcare facilities in rural areas have always had trouble obtaining and keeping resources and human resources with a primary medical staff to resident ratio of 1 to 1,000 compared with 1.6 to 1,000 in Hangzhou. Before the pandemic, only two of the 18 health centers in Laiyang were able to break even. Since 2021, most of them have not even been able to pay into their employees' housing fund. Zhao said, we are not able to keep talent or get medicine in, which means businesses cannot be developed. It's a vicious circle. Several directors at village or community health institutes told Seixin that they had to spend money planned for medicine in order to pay staff. For example, the ones in Liyang had been delaying medicine payments since 2015 due to a lack of funding. This led pharmaceutical companies to stop delivering this year. Then, the money that was originally used to pay the wages of employees went to fill the medicine fee gap, resulting in unpaid employees in village health centres during the first half of the year. The lack of government support is also more evident in village health centres. Liang's average financial allocation stands at 42%, much lower than 77% in Yantai, an adjacent city with a population of 7 million. That's almost 10 times the size of Taiyang's population. In the county-level city of Taiyan in Shandong, the village health center has not received any epidemic control subsidy so far. The center's director, Chen Zhihua, said that the unit's out-of-pocket money replacing government funding has accumulated to more than 10 million yuan in three years, which is almost a year's net income for a median-sized hospital. Chen said brain drain was among his greatest worries. He said that he had already lost two senior staff this year, one lab doctor and one physician to bigger hospitals. Chen said, it is already difficult for us to find good doctors, and the ones who left are always the capable ones. Chen added that the difficulty of keeping talent lies in income difference and inadequate rest time. Li in Liang said that four doctors from different departments in her health center had moved up to higher level hospitals in the past two years, while some of her former classmates had moved to private maternity or physical examination centers. Urban Communities Worries Although health centers in bigger cities are less likely to endure financial hardship compared with rural health care units, reforms started in 2009 that separated PHC's revenue from expenditure, where primary medical institutions are fully funded by the finance department after they turn in all income generated from diagnosis and treatment, flattened the income gap, but also eroded employees' incentive to do more work. A healthcare reform research expert who wished to stay anonymous said that such egalitarian payment system could result in an outflow of excellent doctors to higher-level hospitals where they can enjoy better benefits and smoother promotion channels. Zhou, who is in charge of a community health service center in Hangzhou, added that the zero markup policy also emphasized in the 2009 healthcare reform provided no opportunities for his staff to profit from their jobs. The policy requires PHCs to sell basic drugs used for common diseases at their purchasing prices in order to lower the cost for patients, but it has also reduced employees' motivation to work. Top-tier public hospitals' continued expansion has left primary medical institutions with meagre resources to fight back further widening a gap between grade A tertiary level hospitals where high demand doctors are hard to access and too expensive to see and primary health care units at the bottom of the food chain which struggle to keep doctors and serve patients. COVID-19 has aggravated a so-called siphon effect in healthcare that has seen talent flowing to better developed places with brighter outlooks. According to Chen, since 2020, China's top-tier hospitals have been busy building new branches that could cost as much as a village health centre's entire budget. Chen said the cake is only so big.